2: It's the second hour of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch uh, for your Monday afternoon. you got Barney and comedian Billy Darcy sitting across from me, uh, Billy. First one in the books, first hour. Feeling good? Get to lunch, start again. <laughs> That's exactly the <laughs> way you go about it. Uh, it is time to welcome our uh, New Zealand listeners. Join us on SENZ. Uh, big welcome to you. A big kiora. And good evening. Uh, now, if you missed anything in the first hour, you can subscribe and listen on the run home with Joel and Fletch podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or download the SEN app. You can listen anywhere in the world. And if you are listening anywhere in the world, uh, let us know where you're listening uh, from. Uh, you can give us a drop us a text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Obviously, if you're out of the country, you can do the plus six one and or whatever you need to do there. Um, or if you want to join in the chat, one 736 is the number to call. Now, uh, the big story of the day, the reason we're here, in fact, is day five of the first test didn't happen because Australia got the job done, winning by 360 runs. Nathan Lyon getting his 500 wickets. uh, Well, getting two 500 wickets, I should say. Um, Did you guys find it a little bit... like, And even listening to the, um, the recaps, did we like that that went to a review and we got the tension drawn out, or do you feel like it would have just been nice to have a clean and there's his 500th?
1: The moment was destroyed, (laughs) without a doubt. Firstly, Richard Illingworth, the umpire, that is knocking over all three pegs. He's kicked it on middle. I thought it was a horrendous decision to begin with. And then you've just sort of watching the players watch their respective screen, and then it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Hey. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> in front sorry. of two people yeah. in Perth. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly yeah. Warnie's 700th where he got mm, to do the big oh. run around and the what. Yeah, when like, yeah. Warney gets into a full sprint for the first time in a decade, <laughs> that's a moment.
0: I, I don't know who mentioned it. You sort of touched on it there. Do you reckon there was a part of, like in the pie chart of Nathan Lyon wanting to get that wicket do you think there was a slither of that pie chart that was like, oh, I should do it in Melbourne on on day one of the Boxing Day Test rather oh, than day oh. four in front of um, eight hundred and seventeen Western Australians? Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: is there a little bit, like just a little that's, bit? That's the that's the where Nathan Lyon isn't the the showman of say you Shane Warne or some of, some of our other... Uh, uh, so, well, great. So you, 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 there's guys that have that sense of occasion, making the, the biggest of it. I think Nathan Lyon's very much, oh, it's just another wicket, mate.
1: Yeah, just, but uh, if, if he to goes brother. to Melbourne on 499, now oh. all of a sudden it's the Nathan Lyon show. Yeah. and We don't mm. even want to hear from the other players on Christmas Day. How's Nathan? How's he feeling? <laughs> then And he comes on a bowl first morning. Couldn't agree more, Brooksy. That would be electric. Yeah.
0: Mm. You could tell by the opening bowlers that, Pakistan, we're going to find it very hard to get to 100, let yeah. alone chase down the 450. 100%. So Mitch Marsh could have been that uh, second, cha- the first change bowler Instead of Nathan.
1: Nathan Travis could have sat head. back. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You know, create a bit of... <laughs> I create, love it. Like... Look, this summer, we're going to need to make our own storylines. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Willie or Ball, what's doing? Pat Cummins, yeah, what hope, are you doing? Let him ball. Uh, Usman Khawaja <laughs> writes something on his shoes again. We can all pretend that's something. Let's, <laughs> yeah. We've got to make our own storylines yeah. this summer. So we probably missed out on one there, unfortunately. And
0: that, do you think... Sort of talked about it with the other boys. The Mitchell Johnson comments initially, you know, put in the West Australian paper. You know, there was the controversy about the crowds last year. It seemed a bit contrived, a bit manufactured that mm. um, this whole debate about him, David Warner, being in the test side, but it seemed like there was the beef already. And let's say the head of the what is it the, the editor West at Australian. large has gone mitch how do we how do we spice this up oh i don't really get along with uh dave warner maybe i can write something i think i feel yeah. like that
1: i think you're 100 percent right brooksy <laughs> for a lot of australians around around this country that article let them know that the series was actually happening soon yeah a yeah. lot of people didn't even know pakistan were coming and that test match cricket was back whoa 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 mm. the pm's 11 game was on Yeah, that that didn't really soak the fire as much as previous years. I think only old men like you, Barney, watch the PM's 11. But I think, honestly, it created a storyline. And then David Warner, let's be honest, he's been bullying Pakistan in Australia for about 14 years. But the Mitch Johnson thing made it all so epic and, oh, no, he's silencing the doubters. It was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I don't know who was... Yeah, like anyone who really paid attention, surely you're not doubting David Warner against Pakistan on Australian pitches. Like, it, it, you can go, oh, his test, you know, averages dipped over the last few years. Not in Australia. In Australia, he's still, that's where he's always, like, you hear people talk about, oh, if there's one knock on his career. It's that he's, you know, not as not as good overseas. Well, that's lucky because we're playing this one at home.
1: So let's just get <laughs> yeah. him and let him get 164 in the first innings. Also, we pick and choose. You know, Mitch Marsh has great white ball form. Oh, Mitch Marsh is looking electric in the white ball game. David Warner just had an electric World Cup in mm. India. And it's like, well, that's not test cricket, though, is it? He does. He, I, I don't know about you. I, to me, Dave Warner
2: at the moment looks like uh, he's playing like... Like a bloke who knows the ends in sight, he's happy with what he's got, and he's just he just got that. It's almost like the pressure off his back to go. You know what? This is, this is the last roll of the dice. Let's have fun. Let's, it's, let's it's go like out and play playing,
1: without fear. It's playing cricket for your nation with the energy of someone who's given their four weeks notice at an office job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that might have been Pretty the fun. second innings. <laughs> for, you, out for a you well, know, Not a bit bo- but a duck. You know, like, they're like, all right, guys, we'll get an extra fitness session, and then we'll have a strategy discussion this afternoon. You know Davey's not seeing those texts. Yeah. He's down the beach with Candice. What are you going to do about it? I've got 164 in the first test. I only want to play the next two games. Mm. Ball's mm. in your court. No emails yeah. are being answered, are they? Yeah. No. It's a, 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 like the auto replies on, isn't yeah, it? Dave.Warner at yeah. CricketAustralia.com. Dave Warner has had four Optus outages today alone on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's done, mate. I love it. I'd love to be around him and just soak up the energy. Right. He had a
2: great game. But um, now, what did you make of Mitch Marsh getting man in the match? Obviously, he, uh, he, well, he got the... The crucial one wicket of Barbara's um, <laughs> arm, which I love that in their their justification. So he's basically got two half centuries and then um, and a wicket, but in their like the the justification and the crucial wicket of Barbara's arm.
1: Yeah, like if Barbara like Barbara's was either going to get out to Mitch Marsh that over or he was going to personally score the remaining 360 runs that (laughs) Pakistan required. Look, I don't mind it because I love Mitch Marsh and I love seeing him get some love in his hometown. Mm. Kerry O'Keefe said it on the broadcast. Warner got 150 and got a golf clap. Mitch Marsh would take one to fine leg and blokes are just foaming at the mouth. There's seven of them there. So I love that Mitch Marsh got, got it, to be honest. I don't really care. Okay,
2: I'm going to put this to you. You're a you're a young cricket fan, Billy, who if I could say you can I can get you a night on the tiles, on the beers with either Travis Head or Mitch Marsh. Who are you going with at this point?
1: It'll be absolutely Mitch Marsh. I think they're probably as hilarious as each other, but Mitch Marsh is taller. <laughs> so. Well, you know what?
2: That's an important fact. Mm. Yeah, because can, he can probably order a drink from further back in the queue. Just yeah. make eye contact with the barman over top of everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's just a status thing, you know, hanging out with a big tall timber from Perth who can do it all. Mate, that's it. Now, um, we do have some. He's,
2: we, he was asked about his future in the test side, whether he goes up to opener or whatever, and, uh, well, he had this to say. Um...
0: How do I answer this without making a headline call? If it means I'm playing, <laughs> yeah, that's the way I think. Though, <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I appreciate that there's talk about it, and um, and eventually we're going to need a new opener for um, with Davey leaving. But um, I've worked really hard to get back in this side, and. For me to look forward to having a role as an opener just doesn't make sense to me. I love being number six, and I guess in my last four Test matches, I've really found my way, Um, and I guess who I am as a Test cricketer, and I'm loving it, so I'm reluctant to change that.
2: Is this, do you reckon, another one of the manufactured storylines of, oh, do we put Mitch Marsh up so we can get Cameron Green in the side, or do we think there's actual... People who actually think that Mitch Marsh should open in Test Cricket.
1: No, I think it's just very sexy to put attacking batsmen where they don't belong. <laughs> you know, oh, that's so 2023, Mitch Marsh opening the batting. I love that there's this new attitude around opening the batting in Test Cricket at the highest level. Like, just drop anyone in. You know, who's mm. in the squad? Like, it's a specialised position, and I think they should pick a specialised opener. So
2: who's who who's in... who's? got that in pole position for that spot. Well, that's,
1: that's kind of the issue because there's not really any options that are sort of really overwhelming. Cam Bancroft is averaging 56 this year in the Shield, but doesn't give the best interview. And then, you go,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Marcus Harris, who hasn't had the most runs, and you've got Matt Renshaw, who's been batting four for Queensland. So there's no one really two-handing it. Will Pukowski is playing the PM's 11 game this week. If he makes a comeback and can stick with his cricket and put some runs together, I love watching him bat. Yeah, Will Pukowski is uh, he's a special talent. Um, obviously,
2: um, probably, you know, this Pakistan attack too is going to... Well, actually, it'll be the West Indies by that yeah, stage. Yeah, so. so
1: whoever does get picked is going to be a very lucky boy because you get two tests, or is it three, against the West Indies... At home, to really get as many runs as you can before we play tougher teams and tougher conditions. Yeah, I don't know, but
2: conditions-wise, I think, is it a day-night test at the Gabba they're playing um, in that second thing? It is, yeah. Yeah, I think it is, which I don't know, when you're settling into test cricket, if you get the session or like you, okay, Australia, get them out, and then you're you're coming out to open the batting in a night session with the pink ball doing everything, that can make, uh, you know even the meekest bowling attack look pretty uh, It can be difficult,
1: but the way international cricket is set up now is basically every two years you play India and England, and it's really hard. And in the year in between, you play the West Indies in Sri Lanka, and you just want to get enough runs and wickets to hold your spot for the tough times coming. Yeah, and well... That's what I would suggest the players do this summer. Yes. Now, Mitchell Johnson uh, doubled down. He, he's been thinking about
2: who should be opening because, you know, as a uh, renowned uh, opening batsman, sorry, bowler uh, himself, he's got opinions on these sort of <laughs> things. Uh, with Australia expected to comfortably beat Pakistan in the West Indies, he thought it was a perfect time to look at blooding some new players into an ageing side um you know he could have given some new guys some really good time in the middle this summer and backed them in that's going to be much harder across the next two summers so you you uh,
1: without even knowing it are in the Mitch Johnson camp there billy yeah it's been a bit of a bummer to find out that Mitch Johnson's quite a negative bloke over the last <laughs> couple of weeks but i'd think he's he's on the money i think now's the time to get a, a younger opener in so would you would you have given Warner of these
2: these three tests the pakistan tests or would you have would you have been keen to let um let a younger bloke in for these these three as well.
1: I would have played Warner, yeah. I think Warner had done enough between the World Cup and that double century. I think he did enough just to scrape into the first test. Like I said, if Bancroft's averaging like 70 in the shield or, you know, Bancroft, Marcus Harris, Renshaw, it's just there's numbers there. But in my heart, in my soul as a human being, I'm just not loving it. For whatever reason, aesthetics or otherwise, so I think Davy did enough to get to the first test, and then from there he's off to the races. So,
2: are you? Will you? I know oh you. You're Sydney based. Are you going to get out and see his farewell test at the SCG that we're assuming he's going to have?
1: Massively. And <laughs> as a punter who uh, was sort of thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I'm that keen to go this year. I'm going now. I think it's a storyline. I'm into it. <laughs> Billy Darcy, bringing the
2: storylines with the cricket. I like this. this yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm keen to get out there to the SCG for this test um, in between the rain sessions that Jerry Waitley has assured me will happen. Um, then, um, you know, get, get to see some Dave Warner and see him off in style.
1: Also, it's most likely going to be 2-0. Mm. Now, at least, if we go into that 2-0, now we've got Dave Warner's final test in Sydney at home, one of the all-time greats. I'm getting chills, brother. Well, just looking to the Boxing Day Test, Australia have name, named their 13-man
2: squad. Uh, it is pretty much unchanged. Uh, Lance Morris drops out of the 14-man squad uh, from the Perth Test. He has been released to uh, go play some BBL, uh, which I think is probably um, probably good for him. I, I, from what I hear, the Australian um, batsmen weren't super keen on him bowling at them in the <laughs> nets anyway. So, um, yeah, good to get some, uh, some game time under his... Uh, under his belt, and uh, Pat Cummins has said it'll likely be the same 11 playing at the MCG. Hard to argue against that. There's not really anyone that didn't play well in this test.
1: No, you can't do much about that. I would love to have Scott Boland play in Melbourne, just because he's such a cult figure. And Storyline uh, yeah, again. A, a storyline. I'm just looking for stakes where there are none. Yeah. That's basically what I'm looking for this summer. And, yeah, there's just something... You know, the lineup's so settled. We're so good. I can't believe we're paying a dollar nineteen. I thought we'd be paying a dollar oh eight or something.
2: Mate, wow. It's yeah. getting crazy. Talk to Shawnee Omrod. maybe you can get that moved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you can catch all the test action live on SEN. Jared Waitley and the team will be back. Boxing day. It's gonna be an amazing test match, and you'll hear it all right here. Right now we're off to a break. We're back with your sports update real soon. Welcome back to the run home with Thanks to Hyundai. And M-F-P. Easy. God, I like doing that deep voice, easy stuff there, Brooksy. That's good. Um, mate, is, <laughs> uh, you don't have... Yeah, well, please put more in the rundown for me. You don't have Joel and Fletch uh, for your Monday because it's... Well, we're going into Christmas, and let's be honest, no-one's taking work that seriously, including the regular host of this show. So you've got Barney and sitting across from me, Billy Darcy, who is on
1: debut in the run-home uh, slot, and he's doing very, very well. How are you finding it, Billy? An electric debut. That's the hype around town. <laughs> I think it's going great. Uh, if you want to give us a buzz, feel free to join the show. Give us a call on 1-300-01-1170 or shoot us a text on 457 736 736 join the hysteria around Barney and Billy. <laughs> yes.
2: Now Walnuts has reached out uh, on a text. He says, hey team, I've got some figures of the day four crowd of 814 at Optus Stadium yesterday. Uh, 740 were expat New South Wales, Queensland and Victorians. 14 were the Marsh family members and the remaining 60 were ground <laughs> staff and catering staff. All presumed to be West Aussies. <laughs> Cheers, walnuts. <laughs> Isn't it good that we can get this real-time data now with all this stuff? This is so specific. specific. Yeah. Marsh family. The Marsh family. Oh, wow. Well, I'm surprised it was yeah. only 14 from yeah. there. They mustn't have thought Mitch was going to do much <laughs> on the uh, on the last day. Did I see um, he's getting close to um, passing uh, his brother for number of tests? Mm. So I think he's... That sh- can't be right. Yeah. Already? Yeah, I saw that online. I think he's maybe got three or four more tests and he'll go past Sean Marsh, who sneakily had had more tests uh, under his belt than I thought. I think he was about 38. Test maybe, Brooksy, You're looking up the numbers there for me uh, right, right now. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gone without um, uh, giving you a question without notice. But uh, <laughs> while you're looking that up, we do have a call. John from Harrington Park is on the line, and he's got. Uh, you you a Monday A grade for us there, John? Yeah. Um, uh, g'day, boys. How you
1: going? Good show. Uh,
2: look, boys, going through the bloody school
1: zone this morning, and it's still on. What's going on? Why do we need it? When there's no kids there, like any kid that turns up to school today, probably deserves to be run over. <laughs> oh. right? that's,
2: a, oh. that's an extreme oh. position, there, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... But, but guys, honestly, tell me, tell me what the go is. Like, if teachers are there, they don't park outside the school. They park in the car park. They don't need anyone holding their hands crossing the road. Why? mate I I don't understand this myself and I'll be honest I know a few teachers and trust me they're not there so I yeah I honestly don't understand why the school zones are still still running um just yeah just, if you're out there be careful in the school zones this yeah. is this is where they'll catch you out well, this week Well John
1: the school zone is 50 mate what would you want it to go up to 40 No 40 Yeah 40. what would you need it to go up to mate to feel normal in the holidays
2: Well Sixty, I, I suppose. I mean, at the end of the day, like if, if it's saying forty, and I feel that really I should be doing sixty anyway, do you take the chance? There's going to be a cop around the corner. Oh, mate, it's you got it. You got to watch it because this is where the uh, you'll see those camera cars too out and about, and they they mm. love a school zone, especially if you're not expecting it. Because that's uh, you mean know, let's not say it's revenue raising, but it does.
1: It does seem a bit revenue razy. I think this whole conversation has reminded us why we should just keep the school zones as they are, really. I mean, it's reinforcing good behaviour from yes. psychopaths such as John. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Billy oh, is Johnny. going hard on to boot. John,
2: mate, you're a valued listener. Stay hey, with really? us. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, thanks. Hey, before I
1: go, a horse in Jahara called Billy to the Max just once. A horse hey, Jared called
2: Billy to the max, mate. You Billy know. to the max. Hey, yeah, yeah, I can see that on the screen. Very, uh, very, ch- and paying what is that on New South? By paying eight dollars twenty. $8. $8. That's,
1: oh, that's, that's not good bad at all. Team. He wasn't in the bloody he school zones, was he, lads? say hey? yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> bit uh, bit better value than Billy to the minimum that we got in the office here with us. But uh, <laughs> 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 thanks for your call, John. Boys, have a good one. Have a good Christmas,
0: mate. All right, you wanted some data on oh, the yes. Mitch. Uh, sorry, the Mitch brothers, the Marsh brothers. Mitch, thirty six. Sean, thirty eight. And if you wanted to know anyway,
2: Jeff, fifty.
0: Ooh. The father. So
1: oh, I can't wait I to be at that a... Christmas when Mitch goes past the old man. Hey, oh yeah. We'll see who's cutting the turkey once Mitch hits that fifty first <laughs> test. Ooh, yeah. So what he'll he should take it over. He'll t- the
0: first
2: yeah, test. He'll he'll yeah. Definitely Adelaide overtake in uh, Adelaide. Which will be a a great occasion. For Just them. around the corner from Perth too, so yeah. Think the fourteen Marsh, mate. Yeah, the Marsh family Marsh Marsh members family will be, be there for that. Have family will travel. Occasion. The Marshes, <laughs> which <laughs> move in a second on the podium. Yeah, that's an exciting that's an exciting, uh, that's an exciting uh, little development. I sort of I had in my head. I didn't, um, and I'd sort of almost forgotten that Sean would have had that many tests under his belt anyway.
1: Sean Marsh is an absolute gun player. You forget, mm. if you recall his 100 against England in the pink ball test in Adelaide that year when uh, Anderson was bowling in that last session and no, he had it going yeah. both ways and Sean Marsh got, I think, 130 or something. It's one of the best innings I've ever seen. I love Sean Marsh. <laughs> yeah,
2: Sean, Sean Marsh, they, they were much... Both Both Marsh brothers were much maligned, probably mm. un- unfairly, and uh, I feel like... Now Mitch is on the other side of it and getting uh, getting the... Almost the pendulum swung to the love side for him. You hope that Sean gets a bit of love when he's sitting in the stands yeah, and people recognise him. The
1: Marsh him. brothers, for whatever reason, the Australian public just never got on board. And I don't know why. Mitch Marsh is hilarious and he which, can do it all. <laughs> which um, which Which brother... Now, out of Sean and Mitch, you only get one beer. Which one are you going with there? I think I'd go Sean... Really? Yeah, just the eldest. He just he wears earrings sometimes. I'd like to hear a bit about that. <laughs> well, Mitch from Robertson's—he's
2: uh, chimed in on the text line saying he's having beers with the big bush horse Josh Hazelwood over all of them. I reckon Hazelwood would be a good, good Hazelwood quiet achiever. He'd have some fantastic yarns. You know who I'd be scared to have a beer with is uh, Maxie. Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, I feel like uh, that ends in injuries, accident prone. Yeah. If he, he broke his leg at his teacher's 50th, was it? And then yeah. uh, fell off the back of a golf yeah. cart. Like, I, well, one thing I know about Glenn Maxwell is Glenn Maxwell is a good time.
1: The thing is, as well, is you've got to have the beer with him, and then you've got to corroborate the lies you're going to tell Cricket Australia <laughs> after. So,
2: <laughs> yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletcher. Thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now, and we're also here for MFP Easy, voted Queensland's best fibreglass pool builder. Uh, that uh, we're having a cracking afternoon, but now it is time for this. <laughs> It's a schnitz, schnugget,
0: sports schnup day. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels made fresh, made just for you.
2: Yeah, massive weekend of sport, and schnitz has us across all of it, uh, starting with the round ball game. Billy, you a big uh, round ball man? I'm a casual viewer of the Premier League on the weekends. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, nice. Well, we start with the Premier League. League leaders Arsenal with a 2-0 win over Brighton. Uh, Aston Villa, 2-1 over Brentford. Uh, Only goal difference separating them and Liverpool for second. They are uh, having a real uh, bit of a renaissance, Aston Villa, this year. Uh, Liverpool uh, held to a lucky 0-0 draw with man united liverpool unlucky to share that they had to share the points 34 shots they had on goal uh to united six much like um someone on antidepressants had trouble finishing uh city held to, to a 2-2 uh <laughs> draw with crystal Palace. other winners west ham chelsea newcastle and everton everton have now won four straight since uh, losing 10 competition points um looking to make their way back up the table um Brooksy, how how are you feeling about Villa's chances? Well, have you, are we going to talk to Boz about that later? His old club. Yeah, he's very
0: high on Villa this year. He's been talking them up all week, all year, all month, all year. Yeah, like just what? So mm. Al, you're the doyen of the the football. Mm. So, would they change coaches last be.
3: year? Yeah. So Stephen Even- Gerrard took him in the last season, and obviously the massive name, Liverpool legend, had had some success at Rangers. It had been a bit of an up and down time, but Villa thought, okay, we'll bring him down, and that was sort of seen as his stepping stone to Liverpool. Uh, what we're seeing now is that he did a terrible job with that side because you know Emery has bas- he's taken them to within a point of the top of the league, you know, know, Liverpool, Arsenal. He's ahead of Manchester City, Tottenham, uh, some really, really big football clubs at the moment. And uh, Emery was somewhat maligned. He was coach of Arsenal, was one of the many they went through after Arsene Wenger's tenure, tenure ended there um, and was sort of made a, a bit fun of in the English press because he, he didn't, English wasn't his favourite language, you know, coming from Spain. And, mm-hmm. you know, so some of his um, tendencies and his accent became a, a bit of a point of fun, probably unfairly. And now he's showing that he's top class and the players he's got and what they're doing at the moment. On the budget they're on compared to the sort of teams around them is pretty spectacular. Boz is right to be high on them. They're playing some fantastic football at the moment. Mate, uh, and
2: did they have many personnel changes between no. last season and this? V- so it's, very little. It's, They've, so it's same striker. Apples to apples. Yeah, yeah.
3: They've, uh, Pal Torres has come in, one of the centre backs, has been credited with a, a lot of the turnaround defensively. But apart from that, Emi Martinez has been to a World Cup and won it with Argentina and Messi. He was part of that team. Uh, Oli Watkins has turned into an England international under Unai Emery. Uh, the turnaround has been stark, Barney, to say the least.
2: Well, uh, yeah, that's good news. Uh, let's get high on Aston Villa then. Uh, turning to the domestic league, the A-League uh, victory, won the Big Blue 3-0 over Sydney FC. Um, not great for uh, mm. Sydney. That's a That's a big win in the, in what is a uh, traditional rivalry game.
3: Yeah, uh, down in Melbourne, so that's their second win over Sydney already this season. In eight games, they've played twice and the Sky Blues have come out on the bottom of both of them. They're actually the better team for large parts of this game, believe it or not, uh, despite the scoreline. Um, I won't go to your joke again, Barney, but uh, <laughs> they had similar issues to Liverpool. Uh, not able to finish off what they were creating. And Bruno Fornaroli's has just been a star for victory. He's got 12 goals in his first eight games should be on the plane to Qatar for the Asian Cup, which comes up in January, I think. He's the form striker in the A-League at the moment. He's eligible for Australia despite growing up in Uruguay. He's been one that we've managed to convince over to the dark side with a couple of caps for the oh, Socceroos. Yeah.
1: That's how we do it, though. Yeah, we always right. we like our football players cut with something else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we like our football players foreign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that? Just, You're Serbian by birth? Here's a jersey. <laughs>
2: yes. uh, yeah. No, we, you just add Aussie before their name and uh, they're Aussie in. Bruno. Aussie mm. Bruno. Yeah, Aussie. Uh, now, Wanderers uh, 1-0 over Adelaide. Uh, Newcastle and the Central Coast both had draws raw, went down 2-1 to Western United, and MacArthur will be looking for their third straight uh, tonight uh, against Wellington. Is that, is that home or is that in Wellington? Yeah, that's Go.
3: out at Campbelltown. So anyone around that area that wants to get out, watch some good football. MacArthur are playing some good football, which hasn't been the case over the most of their short history. So... Uh, yeah, get out there. Seven o'clock kickoff tonight at Campbelltown Stadium. Beautiful. All right, now let's go over to the States. Let's talk some
2: pigskin, Brooksy. Uh, NFL, the Niners with their sixth straight win down in the Cardinals, 45-29 to 29, uh, in what you'd call an emphatic win there, mate. Yeah, division rivals. The Niners are looking very good, gents.
0: McCaffrey and Samuel, yep. two are their, it's their running, main running back main receiver. Both do well on the opposite side, so McCaffrey catches touchdowns, Samuel runs them in as well. They've got it. They, they've found the formula. They're hitting it really well at the right time of the season. I I know people have been high on the Eagles, they're high on the Chiefs, but I think it's the Niners' season this year. They've finally got the squad that can win the Super Bowl and do it well. Like Today, watching the highlights, they're just so smooth. They've got this guy Brock Purdy, who was taken in the last pick of the draft, mm. looking very crisp. He's up the top in terms of MVP uh, odds as well. A guy that was taken last in a draft to be an MVP within, I think it's three seasons since he was drafted, is an unbelievable story. So they've got that. It's the Mr. Irrelevant,
1: yes. they call it in the NFL. I love it.
0: Every time you talk about Brock Purdy, you talk about Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> so they're looking really good. Um, the Ravens, who were just on uh, Sunday Night Football, got their 11th win of the season. So they dumped the Jags 23-7. to 7. Another MVP candidate there, Lamar Jackson, who signed a massive contract. He held out. He... He signed it. Sorry, he signed a one-year deal, and then now he's playing some really good football. He's another MVP candidate. Um, the Dolphins
2: looking good too. They shut out the Jets thirty to nil. No, I haven't. Now I saw Hard Knocks at the start of the season. Yeah. The Jets were looking like they were going to have a great season. How did that go, Aaron
0: Rodgers? Yeah, <laughs> so they. Are they just their star recruit to an Achilles uh, injury? So he's he's been going to training and Mm. he's had the surgery or this this explorative uh, surgery that he's had um, on his Achilles, and he's he's looking like he can get out there and play, but he won't. It's it's too early, and uh, yeah, Roger. It's a weird one because Rogers has sort of been saying because he's not on the field, he's sort of um, teaching the second and third string quarterbacks and developing them. But there's yep. uh, Zach Wilson, who was a draft pick a couple of years ago, hasn't been playing too well. Um, and, he's, you know, the New York fan base bit, is pretty uh, volatile. Bit of the, the early of times. career
2: Mitch Marsh is
0: about him, yeah, the way the fans definitely. feel about him. Good uh, comparison. And it was a big upset that Bill's... Um, took care of the Cowboys, 31-10. Is there
3: anything more certain than the Cowboys getting themselves into a really good position and then just blowing it at the first opportunity? Yeah. this
0: Every year. They've looked really good this year. It looked like they've got good offense good defense like well coached but this is a bit of a setback i think for all the big cowboys fans out there so yeah there's there's some i think the dolphins the ravens and niners we the chiefs also had a win um there was a big win in um vegas earlier in the week so we saw one of the guys, one of the faces of the show, Fletch, he was yeah. there with Maddie, Heine, and Gordy at that huge game, 63 to 21, it was. And the Chargers coach, Brendan Staley, was fired subsequently oh. after the match. Um, but yeah, the Raiders, I don't know. I don't think they can make it. I think mathematically they can, but. Massive, unlikely, yeah, unlikely.
2: Now, um, turning our eyes to Monday night football, we talked a little bit about this. with Shawnee earlier? Eagles take on the Seahawks, mates. Your beloved Seahawks it hasn't been good.
0: They're on a bit of a losing streak at the moment. They need to need to get a win. But the Eagles, you know, the team, cut, they've they've had two games against the Niners and the Cowboys and the Eagles in a four week period, so it has been yeah. a bit rough. Not, not for a great draw, <laughs> the Seahawks, but yeah, they're. Yeah, it's it's I think it's a Eagles win here, but they have got some young guys at Seahawks, uh Barney, they've drafted well this year and it's probably we're looking ahead to 24-25 if you're a Seahawks fan. Great young receiver. Um uh, but yeah, they they just they're just finding it hard to compete with the Niners in their division this year.
2: Yeah, when and like you said the Niners are something special this season. So, you know, uh, I think they're doing it I think they're doing it. We're we'll just rebuilding phase, mate. Yeah, rebuilding exactly. phase. Uh, turning our eyes now to UFC. UFC two nine six over the weekend. Uh, now, Billy, you love this brutal sport. Englishman Leon Edwards was defeated by Col- uh, defeated
1: Colby Covington uh, by uh, UD. Unanimous decision. It was actually a massive flop, Barney. I hate to be negative on the airwaves, but it was built up as this great fight. Colby Covington crossed the line several times with his trash talk, bringing up Leon's dead father and this sort of stuff. And it was like, oh, my God, this is so out of control. What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing really happened. Colby completely laid an egg. Easy decision win for the champ. And he's on 13 in a row now.
2: Wow, so that's the equal second longest streak, active streak uh, to, uh, I think, John Jones won 19 on the trot.
1: Yeah, John Jones, his streak is still uh, active. But the thing with the UFC as well is these win streaks are insane because it's not like boxing where they get sort of tune-up fights and dollar $1.08 and this guy's paying 12 bucks. It's the best fight, the best. So to go on any sort of a streak is impressive. And, and this, I mean, he hasn't lost a fight in, I think, seven years. So it's absolutely insane.
2: Mate, now Sean Strickland and uh, Drakus Duplessis got into it in the crowd during the event.
1: Yeah, so this was pretty wild. Unfortunately, you know, we've got Test cricket; it's the gentleman's game. Not all <laughs> professional athletes hold themselves to the same standard. And <laughs> so, is it? What do they have? The spirit of the UFC sort of debate? Yeah, I think the bar's a lot lower on that though. <laughs> like, if you just don't get an actual criminal record, I think you might pick up the trophy each year. But. Basically, Dricus Duplessis is fighting Sean Strickland for the undisputed middleweight title in January, and for whatever reason, the absolute geniuses of the UFC sat them about two seats away from each other during the event and obviously I assume one of them had half a mid-strength beer and that's all it took so Sean Strickland the champion of the UFC was ejected from the building so I was going to say on contrived storylines
3: was there any rumour of that or do you think it was just sit them
1: two seats away and let nature take its course I think honestly the UFC probably knew what they were doing where they were like if something happens it happens because now (laughs) For every UFC fan like me, I'm I'm like, oh, my God, these guys don't like each other. Here's my time to give you guys another $60 and watch this fight. So if that was their plan, it has worked because I'm into it. Yeah. You're not worried it's going to be another
2: Edwards-Covington thing where it's uh, it's lines crossed and then just turns out to be nothing?
1: Well, I don't think so. This is going to be quite a violent one. Uh, both these guys don't really go to the ground. Not a lot of grappling or jujitsu for the purists out there. This will be a genuine car park fight. Think like Cole's loading bay Friday night. <laughs> that's the vibe on this one, and it is going to be an absolute scrap and a half. So, uh-huh. pretty embarrassing for them that they can't keep it together for upwards of seventeen minutes. But it has built way more fight uh, hype for the upcoming fight.
2: That's that's one of the things. Like I've never had, I've never been particularly into the UFC. But when someone, if now you've explained it to me for sixty bucks, I could watch a Cole's car park fight. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, horse racing retiring jockey Damien Oliver won his last rate, uh, last race at Ascot, uh, on Moonhammock. Uh, one of three winners that he got at Ascot over the day, but he was fined $500, uh, for saluting pre-post. Um, and, uh, text here. Uh, on the line. Ryan from Parramatta says, uh, re-Damian Oliver getting getting fined. Uh, He should have just taken the three weeks. So (laughs) I don't know what Ryan from Parramatta is talking about there. But, uh, yeah, got that winning feeling taste right now. Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. Yeah, welcome back to The Run Home with Joel and Fletcher. You've got Barney and Billy Darcy with you for your Monday afternoon. And uh, we're about to talk about this. Catch every match at the BBL on the SEN Network. Now, that's back tomorrow night with the Sydney Thunder taking on Chris Lynn and the Adelaide Strikers. It still feels weird to say Chris Lynn and the Adelaide Strikers. Um, now, the Strikers, uh, how have they been going, you were asking me, Billy? Yeah, they haven't played yet, mate. They uh, <laughs> <laughs> slow start. <laughs> they got washed out, um, and the uh, the thunder. Well, they they're off to a slow start as well. They uh, lost uh, to the heat in their season opener at Manica, um last week. Which uh, I don't know that that game. I don't know. Did you see that any of that game? The thunder and the heat. I feel like the thunder in a run chase just tend to tighten up a little bit. I did not see the game, to be honest, Barney.
1: <laughs> Probably could have clarified that on the break. But I will say, though, <laughs> that the strikers, they've got one of the best squads in the comp. Rashid Khan is out for the summer, which is shocking for any fans of extremely fast leg spin out there. Mm. But I think with Chris Lynn, uh, plus Travis Head and Kerry are going to play a couple of games at some point. So they still have the Afghani leggy as well, Majib. See, the other. It was the- he was also playing for the Heat for a while. Yeah. The other
3: side of. I'll check that as we. I don't want to get my, see, my yeah, Afghani yeah, spinners mixed exactly up. Right. It'll yeah, exactly right. a no.
1: horrendous faux pas on the air. But I think the strikers are always competitive, and, I, and they'll be right up there again this year. Well, they're sitting mid-table, uh, having not played a game. So, <laughs> Which, <laughs> to be fair, uh, they're probably better for it. The Stars—they've had a run, and they're coming dead last. So, yeah, yeah, no, and uh, the top of the table Heat, uh, who are uh,
2: well—they've had two wins and a, uh, an abandoned match. Hmm. And, um, and there's the Sixers sitting in second with uh, two wins from two starts on the ladder at the moment. But still very much early days. But you can catch all the BBL here on SEN. Uh, we're back real soon.